opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. That's right, the place where we live right in the real world. We won't tell you how to live, but we will explain the real world. And today we've got an interesting show for you. We're going to go back and look at our history, but we're going to also see some of the future from looking at the history. And I think you're going to be really intrigued. We've never really done a show like this before, but I'm calling it uh, Clips and Conversation because we're going to play some very interesting clips uh, about you know where we've come from, where we are now, and where we are going and uh, we're going to decipher this for you with news, views, opinions, and attitudes. So you're going to get a lot of opinions, maybe a little bit of attitudes, and definitely some breaking news. And in fact, Christy, why don't we start with your breaking news? Well, Jeff, about two days ago, um, Megan Walsh had her five-day-year-old baby taken from her. Um, so I have been in touch with Penny and I've asked her to come back on. And we, on Thursday, we are going to be exposing John Walsh and who he is and who his cronies are and who's really protecting him and who doesn't want Megan's message to get out. We all must be asking this, but right now I'm going to be posting the video on the Ride On Radio channel for all of us to watch um, the four, almost 40 minute video that was taken um, gratefully by another podcaster that was local to Megan. And so I hope that you will all jump over to the Ride On Radio Telegram channel or Patriots Perspective Telegram channel. Make sure that you watch that video, download it, share it. Don't let it be silent because this is, if we don't do something, they're going to be coming for us. And then Jeff, guess what I got this morning? Yes, breaking news about that building. Yes. So remember that building that fell in Surfside? They call it the Surfside Building, but it really is called Champlain Towers. Now, this is the one with McAfee and some princess and all that. Give me the background on that again. So um, John McAfee had tweeted several times some locations and cross streets that just so happened to be that building. Um, John McAfee did own at least two or three units in that building. Um, my neighbor is the manager of that building. So Scott, the one that they're always referring to in the videos, it's Scott, the manager of Champlain Towers. That is my neighbor. So I've been able to confirm several things. But most importantly, I received a grand jury report this morning. It is the fine, final grand jury report. And I think, Jeff, I have not even had time to go through that report in whole, but I'm going to possibly record a video after this that I will try to post on YouTube of just going through, reading the report and giving my thoughts um, because it is a very long and extensive report. We're not going to bore everyone here with it. Um, but if anybody wants those thoughts, I will definitely do that. Um, and if it's not already up by the time this video goes out, please make sure that you do message me. Just let me know that that's important to you and we'll get that message out because I think it's something that every HOA needs to hear, Jeff. Well, not only that, but, you know, there were some very high profile people in there. And and although the uh, the final word is out uh, on it and what was interesting is your neighbor, the building manager, uh, pointed out to you exactly where to look in the report. 
yeah. uh, which is very interesting. So let's let's just say I think that this raises more questions than it answers. I haven't gone through the entire report. I just heard about that this this morning. Uh, but there was a lot of speculation about this particular building, and there were some very high-profile people in there, and it was the timing was very, very suspect. So I believe the we, royal family of Paraguay. Paraguay? Of Paraguay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The sister, the sister of the first lady of Paraguay was in the building. Paraguay was going to be one of the first nations to accept Bitcoin as a form of currency. Um, so that is all very, very interesting. There were high profile attorney and his wife that was also in the building at the time. And, um, you know, we'll have to look and see what that grand jury actually blamed the situation on. Again, I think it's every, something every HOA, which most of us have an HOA here in America. If we live in a subdivision or a neighborhood of any kind. At your homeowners association that usually tries to govern your surroundings of your home. And many of them have no clue what they're doing. They don't even know the law. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And many times they're doing everything but maintaining the association property. Usually they spend a lot of time arguing and fussing and fighting and and going back and forth. And so we're going to see if that's what happened at Champlain. I don't really know. Um, but I do have the pages to read that Scott gracefully pointed out. And I am going to try to get him on the podcast with us, Jeff. As soon as he's able to speak out and up, I'm sure he'll be on with us. Excellent. So we'll cover this in detail uh, as soon as we can, because it did make national news. And there's always more to the story than the oh, national news is oh. telling you. That's right, Jeff. And you know, one really interesting thing that I noticed, well, there's actually two interesting things. The investigators called in for the Champlain Towers collapse is the same exact investigation team that investigated 9-11. Okay, those same investigate, that investigative report, I believe cost less than $2 million. So our own government spent less than $2 million. Everybody correct me if I'm wrong on this, okay? The last I heard, it was less than $2 million to do a complete investigation of 9-11. How yeah. could we possibly done a thorough investigation for $2 million when at the same time right now, I think we're sending $54 billion to Ukraine to protect their borders, Jeff? Well, they because they just tell you out loud. So, you know, it's my opinion that a lot of that uh, 9-11 report was was pre-written, <laughs> you know, and uh, here, take some time with it. Here's a couple million bucks, put your name on it and uh, give it back to us. That's right. That's kind of how it works, right? Well, I'm trying to get some of the organizations that have over 3,000 scientists, architects, and designers um, have come forward scientific in a scientific way with their opinions that that report is absolutely not correct at all. And they have called for another report. Um, I have a member of that organization, Jeff, that I haven't even mentioned to you, but um, we are trying to get, I'm trying to get them on with us so that we can, we can interview them. And tell well, them I'm familiar with their report with all the architects. And actually I believe it was up to 50,000 architects uh, signed on saying, look, this is a controlled demo. And also what I found was really important about it is uh, some pilots that came forward. And, 
you know, of course, the the news story was that they were, you know, rookie pi pilots and they were able to just steer these jumbo jets into the towers. Uh, pilots who have flown for over 30 years could not make that maneuver. Right. Exactly. You just couldn't. Uh, you know, and then then we see the footage where, where there's no planes. And, of course, the CNN reporter, or no, NBC reporter, standing in front of Building 7 saying Building 7 just collapsed and it's still up. Yep. Like, come on, folks. Uh, anyways, our audience knows this. <laughs> yep. Um, and their dates incorrect, you know, getting the dates and everything incorrect in terms of when some of the people actually that were a part of the investigation team just so happened to arrive in New York early before the buildings collapsed. How could that happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we know what really happened there. Maybe not the entire uh, story, but uh, it was, there's a lot of gold under building seven. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I so. and, um, and, and, and it eradicated a lot of our freedoms, which is uh, good for, well, it, it's still working today that uh, that Patriot Act set a lot of precedents. Oh, and yeah. uh, the way we go through airports, Jeff. I mean, if everybody can remember prior, we could just pretty much walk on the plane. We could go to the gate to greet our guest. We didn't have to stand behind a fence. We didn't have to go through, hold up our arms going through security. We didn't have to take off the majority of our clothes, our shoes. They didn't get permission to go through our bags like they do now. You know, think about all the things that that changed and the perception that the public is going to see when they realize that that was an all an inside job. And my husband worked on the 55th, um, 55th floor of the South Tower. And fortunately, he had changed jobs about three, I believe it was about three years prior to 9-11. So very grateful for that. Unfortunately, yeah. he did lose several friends. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, remembering uh, air travel, I remember when there were ashtrays in the armrests. Maybe I'm dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> or what about in the bathroom? <laughs> no, you were allowed to smoke in the cabin <laughs> on an airplane right. before. Um, and, you know, their ventilation systems were quite good. I'm, I'm personally glad <laughs> that they don't allow that anymore. But uh, when I tie it into modern day and uh, people had to wear masks, thank thankfully that's gone because I wouldn't fly. I wouldn't do it. Anyways, yeah. Christy, let's get into some clips because I got some really interesting one now. Um, the first one for our listening audience, there are pictures that are very interesting. However, uh, the audio does describe the things that you're uh, you're going to hear, and I, th I believe it's sufficient. Uh, however, uh, the images are quite astounding, and it's about the World Fair. Uh, going back. So I want to go back in time to see the future. And this isn't the only clip that's going to tie that in. And we're going to bring it right up into modern times, uh, including some of the stuff that's going on right now, Christy. So let me uh, put this on screen here. And uh, this, this clip is about five minutes, but I personally found it fascinating. Uh, and I really hope that you do too. And Christy, uh, just if you don't mind muting your microphone so we don't yeah. get the echoes, I've learned that uh, from our past. So this is the video I am talking about. You never find truth. All you can do is find false, drop it and get rid of it. And eventually when you can't get rid of it anymore. Well, from the beginning. 
They have lied about everything. Looking around the internet, it came across the images of the 1893 Chicago World Exposition. And it blew my mind because it looked like ancient Rome in the middle of downtown Chicago. And as I looked at it further, well, here's another one in Philadelphia. Here's another one in St. Louis, in Buffalo, in San Francisco. And then as soon as they were done, they tore them all down and threw them in the garbage. That just told me there's something wrong with all of these. The story of the expositions is, is a gigantic lie. And I think it's so huge of a lie because I think they're right at a bridge point when so many things about the 1800s that seem strange and weird, right as this sort of period ends of unbelievable strangeness, and all of a sudden these fairs spring up all over the world with impossible buildings, buildings we're talking about, which are colossal structures. Chicago built 700 acres of fair in supposedly less than two years. St. Louis built 1,200 acres of exposition buildings. One of the buildings in Chicago, the manufacturer's building, would house 300,000 people. There's a giant statue in the middle of the lagoon. It was called the Golden Lady, and it was known as the Statue of the Republic. It was 65 feet tall. They say it was covered in gold leaves that had copper underneath, but others speculate it was actually made out of solid gold. So you're talking 65 foot high, potentially solid gold statue. We're talking giant structures and looking like ancient Rome with towers and domes and columns and the most fine, ornate pieces to them in these record, unbelievable times. Then as soon as they're done, chuck them in the garbage. Like Jackson Park is a swamp. So supposedly they had to drive down tens of thousands of wooden stakes in order to support the weight of everything. They dug out massive lagoons, lakes. They had a canal system that ran through the entire exposition. They also had an above-ground electric train. An electric train, well, where's the electricity coming from? This running around the park. They had a moving walkway down by the shore. Not enough people are asking, where does this technology come from? Just to frame it, if I'm not mistaken, the Chicago Fair was the first time people had seen electric light. Tesla's the one who got the uh, electricity contract for the Chicago Exposition. And it was certainly more than all of the lights anyway that were in New York City at the time were at the Chicago Exposition. And it must have been mind-blowing for most of those people who had only seen gaslight or candlelight at night to see that city lit up in such a way. Again, count the ways since 1901. We are told, whether it's true or not, the idea of being able to electrically do anything hasn't been around that long. And this fair is bizarre. This is supposed to be Tesla's fair, where he managed to somehow move electricity from Niagara Falls to Buffalo for the fair. No one's really explained how he actually did that. And at the middle of the fair is a 395-foot-high electrical tower, on top of which, of course, is a female golden statue called the Goddess of Light. That this thing was lit up by some suggest half a million electric light bulbs. Again, when you look at the photos of this thing, it's just, where do they really get the power from? I mean, think of what it would take today if you had a place with no electricity and no way to pipe it in, the generators that would have to be built. For example, there's a building that went up to the Barcelona Exposition in 1888. It was claimed to be the fastest built building in the world, 5,000 square meters, capacity for 2,000 guests, 600 rooms, 30 apartments, and it was supposed to be built in 53 days. This is supposed to be a time of horse and buggy. The two-year building times are actually impossible unless the two most likely theories would be either A, they had a technology that they're not supposed to have, and it really was built in that time frame. Even if they built them, they had to build them out of marble and stone in record time, or the buildings were already there. They'd been there for hundreds or thousands of years, fixed up, refurbished, repainted, hence the term whitewashed, which is the term that was used for the Chicago Exposition, which was paint all the buildings with this brand new spray paint that they had just developed to spray paint all the buildings in record time. 
so you couldn't tell if anything was old or anything was new. How long did these things tend to stay open? When they built these things, supposedly over two years, which is the narrative, how long were they there for oh, six open months. six months for the public to come? And then what was amazing, for example, in St. Louis, two days after the fair ended, they brought in a demolition team from Chicago with explosives and blew the thing up. They actually used dynamite to blow it up, and they say through it in landfills. The things like the World Fairs shows there was a time in our past, and even not that far in our past, where humans seem to be at a completely higher level. Human living and human knowledge were constructed into the buildings using cymatics, using sacred geometry. These fairs, they're so important to study because the history that we know right now as history was invented at the time these fairs were going on. One of their underlying nefarious purposes was to teach a historical narrative to the population that they were supposed to believe and agree with. And scarily, the world we're walking into today is in some way has its origins during the time of these fairs. You never find truth. All you can do is find false. Did you find that as fascinating as I did? I did, because I will just tell you, whenever you're building a basic house, um, the architectural and interior design portion, just that portion alone, just to plan it, will take sometimes 18 months, you know, to get all the resources down, to get everything down. So it's impossible. What they did was absolutely impossible to do what they say they did. And it's documented. And those of you who are listening on Podbean, uh, you can search out the photos and videos of these world fairs that were mentioned. Can I describe them really quick for them? Because I think it's yes, pretty please. simple. It is, it is a beautiful architecture that would remind you of something that has occurred um, at, at, in, um, in Italy in um like frenzy or, or um, Firenze in Florence, Italy. Okay. So this is no like crappy architecture. This is marble. This is stone. This is absolutely gorgeous. This is nothing to not write home about. This looks like, you know, Paris, Italy architecture back in the day of the Duomo. Okay. So the Duomo looks like it's there. Um, there are many other elements that look like it literally has come from Europe. And let me just tell you, if we had that, we would not destroy it. You would not destroy it. You, want, you would want everyone in America to see it because it is some of the most beautiful architecture I think I've ever seen in America. And until I saw this video, I didn't ever realize that existed. Yeah. So, again, this is a uh, horse and buggy time. Yeah. So. You know, just think of getting the logistics of uh, and look at how massive these projects were. And, the, you know, the, the marble and stuff like that would have to come from Europe. A lot of it still does. Then they have to ship it. You know, OK, we had trains back then, but just loading and unloading and getting on the trains and bringing it. And then logistically, this is an impossible task, folks. So, right. <laughs> excuse me, um, in the comments, let us know. If you think the buildings were already there or if they were constructed using something that has been hidden from mm -hmm. us. Interesting to get your comment on that. I'm undecided on it, to be honest. Um, more I look into this Tartaria stuff, I'm starting to lean that way. But we also know that this uh, 
fallen angel technology has been around for a long time that they call alien and now as well so let us know in the comments what you think about that now the other thing is tesla was powering this entire thing and even by today's standards that would be a huge feat to power first of all the light bulbs back then weren't efficient like our led now we have to understand that but uh, and they also said that Tesla had run, you know, for the Buffalo one, had run power, but no one could explain it from Niagara Falls to Buffalo. And uh, and listen, that's not that far, obviously, but it is, you know, a, a few miles uh, to get into where the site was. And the resistance in the line that you would have, they didn't have good cables back then. There's, you know, there really wasn't a power grid at the time. Uh, but yet we knew Tesla did wireless electricity that he pulled out of the air, and they point out that that one tower uh, that was lit up so well was in the middle of it. So was he harnessing the power from the air? Uh, I think that's the more likely scenario, but uh, again, let us know what you think in the comments. I think there's truth to both sides, because I do know that there's technology they have hidden from us, Christy, for yeah. a very long time time well there's two things that i want people to think about so if anyone was in atlanta i lived in atlanta at the time of the olympics were there it took four years to prepare the really plain buildings that are at georgia tech and prepare for the olympics okay and those buildings are still there today most of them that i know of they're still there okay so, yes, some of them were demoed, but they were the older ones that were demoed um, to bring in new buildings. But they weren't anywhere near as nice as what we're seeing in those videos. I mean, I was a little stunned when I first saw that video online, Jeff. And, you know, as a lover of architecture, I was kind of a little pissed that <laughs> demoed them. Well, I think that's the even the greatest mystery of all. Why would it be demoed? Yeah, because yeah, that is that's we could have sold that for huge profits, recovered. But that's what I, I can't figure out. That's the that is the million dollar question to me is why would they demo it? If they were even able to build it during that time, why would they demo it? They had something to hide, if you ask me, on that. Um, so I would just challenge anybody to question, you know. Why did that occur? And what exact ground is it, you know, like where would that be in Chicago right now? I don't know what the, I don't know the answer to that. And so I'm sure somebody out there has researched that, but um, I would question like, what, where is that, you know, right, right now? Oh, you know what? I'm going to reach out to the military analyst today. I know he's dug on this because he's yes. right into the Tartaria stuff. I'm sure he is. Um, okay, so I'm making a note. <laughs> I'm just writing this you down. Should, you should call him, Jeff, and see if he wants to come on with us really quick and tell us about it. I'm sure he knows. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be able to get him on uh, not here uh, like this. Uh, he, there's some challenges there. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> Hey, let's, so listen, they're hiding history from us, uh, obviously, but yet in the new movies and everything else, they're telling us what they're going to do. Uh, this is how they've always forecast their plans. I don't think I have to convince anyone in our audience of that, but they telegraph all of their future moves because they have to. 
Um, it gives them spiritual permission to do things, and uh, it gives them a bit more power. Uh, and one of the things that they've been doing, uh, obviously, is they want to reduce our spiritual power, and they don't want us to be able to walk in the fullness of who we are uh, in Christ. And and by the way, Christy, starting next week, I'm going to begin that teaching that I was talking about when I did the Two Trees episode. And everybody needs to tune in for this because it will change your life. I'm I'll give you a, a right on radio guarantee on this. Uh, this is uh, stuff that has changed my life. It's how to deprogram from Pharaoh's system and walk in and prosper God's kingdom, essentially. Uh, and it's all based on Bible scripture. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, it's not a preach either. You need to write the manual on that, Jeff. Well, I'm going to write the book on it because it is, it has always been intended for basically it's my notes from the last 20 years that uh, I'm putting into book form. And uh, I don't but think I'm going it's going to be a book, though, Jeff. I don't think it's just going to be a book. I call it a well, manual for a reason because we all need to. A manual is something that you do, a book is something you just read, right? Well, it's it's funny. My uh, my notes are in manual form because that's the way I think, <laughs> you know, uh, essentially. But hey, let's uh, let's get it. So they're one of the ways they try to destroy us. And, uh, and much like the Megan Walsh story, it really ties in. Uh, they're really trying to destroy the family. And they're trying to pervert everything. Obviously, they want, uh, you know, look at the Teletubbies. They want a genderless society. Uh, they were telegraphing it from the Teletubbies. And uh, I won't even show those clips because I really think that there's some demonic spells over that stuff that... Uh, you were a lot of people were feeding their children but uh if you want to look historically how this has happened uh matt walsh who's a, a regular on fox news now he's a contributor he has a podcast uh he's one of the guys who actually is beating us christy <laughs> when, when we're number four in news is because he's like one notch <laughs> above us uh matt walsh does really well especially with this movie that's coming out but uh there's a clip it's uh it's four minutes and 35 seconds long and i love it because it's good research and if you want to know how they've been planning this stuff and conditioning uh in particularly in academia for years well let's find out who is responsible and don't you want to know who it is christy yes absolutely <laughs> all right so. i think it's a small group though jeff that's, I'm hoping so. <laughs> well, we highlight two people in this, and uh, let's let's play this video clip again. It's four minutes and 35 seconds, and for those of you who are watching, it's just uh, two people talking, So, uh, and they do show pictures of the characters, but it's the conversation that matters most. Matt, I, I, want, I want to show this to you. You're a parent, right? Okay? It's perfectly normal for... 10 years and up. Here's just one page I want you to see here. Okay, so I just, oh, I just have to comment because this is one thing. So the book she is showing is called It's Perfectly Normal. Uh, this is for, you know, 10 years old. And they're showing graphic pictures of, uh, of 
sexual positions, uh, very graphic pictures yeah. of sexual positions uh, in there. So I just wanted to point that out. The rest of it is just verbal. Pretending up, huh? It's, it's unspeakable what these people have done to our children. When, when did that start? When was it decided that we need to start teaching kids about this stuff at such a young age? So I'll answer that with one word, Kinsey. Kinsey was a social reformer. He wanted to rid society of Judeo-Christian values when it came to sexuality. And he worked very hard to do that. And I would say he succeeded. Kinsey would be very happy with our culture today. His idea was that children are sexual from birth that we're all inherently sexual creatures from cradle to grave. He believed that true happiness is found in a life of perverse sexual experimentation, no matter the age. What came out is that his research was fraudulent. Kinsey based his fraudulent conclusions on data he collected from convicted sex offenders and child molesters. His research was conducted in prisons, not everyday America. He also performed horrific sexual experiments on children, some under the age of one. His most influential book, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, contains an infamous chart called Table 34, which documents the orgasms of very young kids, including babies as young as five months old. But instead of suffering the consequences for his heinous actions, he was and still is celebrated by academia and Hollywood. His ideas form the foundation for sexual education in public schools today. How do we get from this to you can choose your own gender? Okay, well, now we have another a very important character, and his name was John Money. John Money was a psychologist and professor at Johns Hopkins University. Gender ideology was his brainchild. In fact, he coined the terms gender identity and gender roles. And according to Money, babies are gender neutral at birth, and ultimately environment determines whether a person is a man or a woman. Money was telling the world about his theory that a boy could be raised as a girl, and do just fine, and vice versa. And so Money tried out his theory on two young twin boys, the Reimer twins. When the twins were eight months old, and they went to be circumcised, the first twin, whose name was Bruce, um, something went wrong with the machinery, and his penis was burnt off. They stopped and didn't do a second circumcision on the other twin, as you might imagine. And the parents, of course, didn't know what to do. How are they going to raise this child? John Money convinced Bruce's parents to transition him into a girl. Money also conducted sexually abusive experiments on the twins throughout their childhood, including forcing them to simulate sex acts on each other. He reported up to the age of 10 that this was a complete success. Well, wasn't true. The results were a disaster. Bruce could never fully accept his female identity. Eventually, his parents told him the truth, and he chose to transition back to a boy, taking the name David. As an adult, David spoke out about the abuse and the damage done to him by John Money. The girls would do their things with their Barbies and things like that, and that wouldn't interest me. Mm -hmm. And uh, things such as trucks and uh, building forts and uh, you know getting to the odd fist fight and mm -hmm. climbing trees that's the kind of stuff that I like but it was unacceptable so I'd never as a girl as, as a girl I had no place to, to fit in the trauma that he and his brother and his entire family went through left deep scars 
His brother died of an overdose uh, when he was 38, and then David died, committed suicide. There was never a retraction or an apology from John Money. Instead, his ideas were adopted by mainstream psychology, and they form the basis of gender ideology today. Why don't more people know about John Money and Alfred Kinsey? Evidently, there are forces that don't want this information out. You know, this is so disgusting. And when you think about uh, this boy who was raised as a girl uh, and he gets his uh, big interview on TV, he's with pedophile, admitted pedophile. She said it on her own show that, uh, you know, stroking a, a young boy's penis is pleasurable for them. They're not going to uh, hate it as long as the person is talented. and. You know, so it's just, they they take these people and they continue to victimize them. And this has formed the, what's all over the place right now. We look at uh, this month, uh, you know, the mainstream media calls it Pride Week. And look, I'm not against any person, um, but God is against their sin. And what's the sin that God hates the most? It's pride. And yet they call it, and they use the symbol of the rainbow, which was God's message to the world that he would never flood the world again. This is so perverse in the eyes of God that judgment must be coming, Christy. Jeff, um, I'm going to say this. They actually don't use the rainbow. It's not the rainbow. Do you know it's actually missing a color? So we have been taught that they are using the rainbow. And I think that the reason they've done that is so that people like us will not want to wear and celebrate the rainbow. Think about the rainbow is colorful. It's still a sign and symbol <laughs> that really only God can create. And I believe they don't want us to celebrate. They don't want us to talk about the rainbow. They don't want us to be reminded of a real rainbow. So they say that Pride Month is a rainbow. And they say that that's a rainbow flag. But I challenge anyone to go and actually pull the pride flag and compare it to the actual colors of a rainbow. Okay. So that's another way we're absolutely misled. And I'm going to say I actually um, came across a video just yesterday of a... Um, full uh, transvestite that was at a pride yeah. festival and she you know listen i love i have a lot of gay friends and let's not even say she is it's a guy dressed up as a woman yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna lie because yeah. they're telling us to it's yeah. a man but hold on but but they they boy girl whatever it is okay is is even telling what they're doing at these pride festivals that they are being infiltrated with Satan. I mean, he can't even believe it himself that it's being infiltrated with Satan. He's going around the festival. He ends up leaving the festival um, because it's infiltrated with Baphomet and with satanic. They're doing um, evidently, I, I didn't even know this, but they, when they're baptizing people into the satanic, um, I didn't even know what you call it. The satanic church, I guess. 
um, they they evidently put a line of blood like like a cross like over their foreheads. So he's going through and he's basically saying that this pride festival like it's gross. He he opens a a toilet a porta potty toilet up and says this is what the pride festival is. It's shit. Sorry, but I mean that's that's what he's saying. He's like this is absolute crap that they are trying to infiltrate the entire population with and they know it. I mean so, you know, just like BLM tried to infiltrate the black community, that's what they're trying to do to even the gay community. And yes, it's, I completely agree with you, Jeff. It's absolutely wrong, but I'm going to tell you what, what one of my gay friends says is that gay people are made by straight people because we allow people like this guy to teach our kids things. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, they just had that uh, drag queen dancing thing with the kids and this is so perverse and the, the drag time drag lady readings that they're doing in the libraries folks. And they're, they're making these drag Queens look so fabulous. They're stars. Like the kids want to grow up to be like that. Uh, you know, they're being endorsed by your Hollywood agenda and things like that. And look, look, I have sin in my life. Christy has sin in her life. Uh, I'm not saying that you're someone who is in that lifestyle sin is worse than mine. God will judge that. But I'm telling you, uh, taking God's creation and particularly when you go after the children, um, I'm telling you, you're going to stand before God, folks, um, and it's not going to be pleasant. He well, is going to, and, and so we got to pray for these people. At the end of the day, we got to pray for these people. Well, one, one message that I want them to know, Jeff, is they're being used. They're really being used for an agenda. So yes. I want all of you to know this is like, if you're coming against the Bible, you're basically being used for an agenda. So, you know, and, and any one of us can be saved and we can be saved from anything, anything, um, all we have to do is repent. That's it. God will show us the way you can repent all on your own. You don't need to go to a father at a Catholic, um, at a Catholic, you know, that you don't need to go to the Catholic priest to repent, just repent on your own and just ask God to cleanse you. Ask him to cover you, ask for the blood of Jesus to come over you. And I promise you, your life will change. Yeah, it, it, you know what, I'm glad you said that, and I didn't want to go here, but it's uh, top of my mind right now. Uh, and listen, I don't go after people, I go after messages. Uh, there's one particular show that is uh, familiar to our audience, uh, because our audience watches uh, that show as well. And they recently, just like the other day, had a person on who is saying that essentially Lucifer is the father of Christ. And, you know, that there are all these books that are proving the Bible to be wrong and stuff like that. And basically making you and I as, uh, as Christians, uh, to the, you know, to second guess our salvation and all this stuff. And I, all I have to say to those people who even entertain those thoughts is, you're wrong. 
being a born again Christian is a supernatural experience. It cannot be duplicated by hypnosis. It cannot be duplicated by anything. Uh, when I've seen someone with stage four cancer healed instantly because of prayers to my Lord, uh, when I've had personal things in my life and so many things, when I've walked and talked with Jesus, you can't tell me that that's fake. Right. And if you just investigate the Bible, there's no way it was written by man. Today's supercomputers couldn't write that story. So just because, uh, you know, Satan plants some evidence and you believe it, do not come against me and my faith because, God, you know, may God forgive you. And I pray for your souls for spreading this stuff yeah. because I'm telling you, the time is short. You better get right with God. Not my words. That's his words. That's his words, yeah. That's right, Jen. All right. Sorry, I, I get to, I get pretty no, passionate about that. Too. All right. So now, uh, and we're, I'm saving some really interesting clips uh, for last because you're going to hear about the future, and it's scary, folks. I'm going to warn you. But before we do that, um, one of the uh, the guys I listen to fairly regularly actually is uh, is Reese reports for uh, Infowars. And he's done something, uh, it's a short clip, it's uh, about five minutes long, and it's all about the school shootings and the things that interconnect them. And I think you're going to find it fascinating. And by the way, unfortunately, uh, I've seen some intelligence that is telling us that these are going to ramp up quite a bit particularly going into the fall, folks. Uh, this fall is going to be devastating um, unless something happens and, you know, uh, people rise up quick enough or God steps in, uh, but their plans for us are really bad. And you're going to hear what their plans are before the end of the show. And again, it's scary, but let me, uh, let me bring up this clip, Christy, and I think uh, you're going to start to connect the dots with this. So, uh, this is from Reese Reports, and uh, yeah, it'll speak for itself. Jeff, there's no audio. I don't know. Yeah, what has happened here? Started out with audio. Oh, no, it just said, yeah, sorry, there's a break there, but. Uh, Without getting emotional, a pattern can be recognized. Former Naval Intelligence Officer turned whistleblower, Milton William Cooper, wrote in his book, Behold a Pale Horse, published in 1991 that the CIA was using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in order to persuade them to open fire on schoolyards to inflame the anti-gun lobby and do away with the Second Amendment. This probably sounds outlandishly evil, and it is, but the evidence is there. In the Columbine shootings of 1999, we are told that Eric Harris and Dylan Kleibolt acted alone. The town of Columbine, Colorado was created in 1958 
for families and employees of the military-industrial complex. Eric and Dylan were arrested a year prior to the shooting and were allegedly sodomized by the arresting officer, which may sound crazy, but a local officer admitted to raping informants, which is a known method of trauma-based mind control. After this January incident, Eric and Dylan were put into a juvenile diversion program and prescribed SSRI drugs known to cause homicidal ideation. During this time, Eric Harris was making online death threats and bomb threats. Local police were aware of this and drafted a search warrant affidavit, but it was ignored. Eric and Dylan threatened revenge for the January incident in their yearbook. They produced a school video about their plans and began openly collecting weapons, all of this while on probation, and nothing was done about it. During the shootings, the police stood outside the building and did nothing, while the sounds of automatic gunfire and explosions continued for hours. In official transcripts, there are over 100 witnesses who saw more than two shooters and more than 40 witnesses who identified the same two men in their 30s, one balding and the other with a short military-style haircut. Several witnesses described the same adult male throwing a pipe bomb on the roof of the library, all of them certain that it wasn't Dylan or Eric. And all of this information pertaining to additional shooters has been redacted. The FBI agent in charge of the Columbine investigation had a son who recently attended the school, who shot a student film inside Columbine High two years before the shooting about a character wearing a trench coat shooting up the school. Dylan and Eric fantasized about hijacking an airplane and crashing it into a New York City skyscraper in 1999. Are these just strange coincidences? or remnants of the Fed's MKUltra program. An honest investigation into any of the mass school shootings following Columbine will have the same signatures, such as families involved in the military-industrial complex, prescribed SSRIs and other psychotropic drugs, psychological care provided by the state, and associations with law enforcement prior to the shootings. Just like we saw with the retired federal agent in regular communication with the Buffalo gunman in a private Discord chat room. And in the recent Texas school shooting, how is the perpetrator able to afford nearly $5,000 of weaponry? And why did the police stand down while children were slaughtered? We are still allowed to question these things, but for how long? This evil will never stop until the truth is exposed. And unfortunately, most of us are too emotional to see things as they really are. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Notice how the cops always stand down while they're hearing gunshots inside of the schools. You're still muted. makes me absolutely sick. I mean, and, and, you know, these cops have to ask themselves a question, you know, if there are any cops out there listening to us, would you have stood down? Is that part of your training to stand down? Or, you know, do you wait to follow every order? Or 
do you go in and save lives? Because I just can't imagine. Honestly, I can't imagine. I mean, I have family in law enforcement. I can't imagine them standing down. But at the same time, if they're uneducated about what's really happening here, if they're not listening to InfoWars and they're listening to mainstream media, um, which is absolute fraud media, by the way. I mean, they're just, they're not even, they're not giving any facts. It's CIA propaganda. And then right afterwards, I want everybody to pay attention to this. If you are with someone watching, you know, these, about these school shootings, there's an organization that keeps coming up about Sandy Hook. The Sandy Hook promise keeps coming up everywhere. So I'm doing some research on that Sandy Hook promise. Anybody that wants to help research that, um, I welcome you know any diggers out there that because there that, seems to be a there there on yeah. this. Uh, there, yes. so it's a charity, Sandy Hook it's promise. Charity. It's a charity, and they're advertising. I mean, on Twitter, I have screen captures of where they're advertising on Twitter. They're advertising on Facebook. They're advertising during the news. So they are really trying to get money out of people. They are trying to um, brainwash people. And I think really they use these charities as a way to gauge what the public really thinks. Okay. So like when you go to the grocery store, if they're asking you to round up for the Sandy Hook promise, please don't do it. Don't give them a penny because then you're just acquiescing to their narrative and basically saying, oh yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Sandy Hook was, you know, I need to give to Sandy Hook. Think and think about this. Why do we need to give to Sandy Hook when that is already a settled, done deal? Why? Okay. They're going to keep doing it, everyone, as long as you're buying in and you're not willing to open your eyes to the truth. We must open our eyes to the truth, Jeff. We must. And I just have a couple other quick comments on uh, on these shootings. Obviously, there's a lot of things in common. Uh, with them, and and it's, it seems that always the cops stand down, and I'm certainly not anti-cop. Uh, I believe the cops. We need the cops, particularly now. The cops can decide which way this whole thing goes. Like if America falls or if America doesn't fall, I think yeah. it really lands in your hands. Um, so we need to work with police and be very careful. Uh, but police, you know, in their training, and I say this having family members in the service and one of my best friends uh, just retired from the force, uh, police are programmed. Yes. They they are programmed to follow orders. And I, what I say to you is your, your body cams and that are your weapons uh, against your uh, staff sergeants because you do not have to take orders that are wrong. And hearing gunshots going off inside of a school uh, you know kids are being killed and you're standing outside in body armor and with lots of people and guns. Uh, but I, I just want to say this, because um, I'm not coming against the cops. I disagree. Uh, I would have run in, uh, not even with, probably without a pistol. I would have found an axe for something, you know, from the fire extinguisher uh, window or something. I, you know, I, well, it's easy to say that uh, being an armchair quarterback, of course, but uh I really believe my nature would be go to go in and do something about it. Uh, but these cops have to live with that. Mm-hmm. And this cannot be easy for them. So, um, you know, as much as I wish they had done what seems to be the right thing in retrospect, had gone in, um, I pray for them because they're living with this fact. 
that these kids, you know, they could have saved some kids. Jeff, I always say that you should, all of us should live a life with no regrets. So, you know, you may not have tomorrow to do that or to say or to speak out or to do the right thing. So we should all be focused on living a life with no regrets whatsoever. And I'm just going to say to the cops out there that if you know and you still follow these orders, you're also complicit to a war crime because we are at war right now. President Trump told us that we're in the worst war um, he's ever seen. It's worse than World War II. It's worse than Pearl Harbor. Um, he's told us that. The media has laughed it off like it's a joke. So if you don't think we're at war, you should go back and listen to his press releases and his him saying we are at war. When a president tells us we're at war, we have to listen. And, and it is worse because it actually involves the entire world this yeah, time. The world wars didn't involve necessarily the entire world. And it wasn't uh, freedoms for the entire world were not at stake. Uh, but th this is the worst one because so many people do not even realize we're at war. And uh, and I'll, I'll just share with the audience, uh, if, if I don't seem so joyful or Christy doesn't, uh, before we started recording today, we uh, both shared personal stories of why we're in this fight and uh and we're not going to give up folks uh i'm not going to be intimidated i'm not going to be bought neither is christy uh we're in this to win it folks and uh and unfortunately we're going to scare you a little bit before the end of the show uh but you're gonna <laughs> have to learn how to prepare and be mentally prepared for it particularly uh, you might not have the, the financials to prepare and have the best food supply and water supply and all these different things. But if you're mentally prepared, God will not let you go through something that you cannot overcome. Uh, that's his promise to you. So let's keep that in mind. Okay, Christy, I'm going to play two clips from the X-Files. And the first one kind of talks about what was happening the last two years and, and actually going and setting up uh, the next couple of years. And of course we see uh, in countries right now uh, that the death rates have jumped up like 20, 30% above normal. Yeah. And that's without the fentanyl. That's without uh, the suicides and stuff like that. We're just talking about myocarditis or whatever you call the heart conditions and all this stuff. Uh, but let's, uh, now we got to remember this clip is over 20 years old. Um, this goes but, back to what Penny was also referencing with the military industrial complex um, being part of the through Gina. You know, so that's what we have to realize is that the this entertainment it's enter that it allows we allow it to come in, into us and tame attain or tame us into what they want us to think from Mickey Mouse, you know. To, to to the X Files. It, I probably have not because I've not, I have not watched the X Files. I, I used to really like the show. Uh, I I watched it quite a bit, and uh, I found it interesting. And uh, now I'm finding it even more interesting. Not that I go back and watch the episodes, but if I see clips, I definitely uh, try to grab them as soon as I can. So let's watch this one. This first one is. Uh, 
about uh, two and a half minutes and it's uh well it's the conversation that matters it's not the acting but let's uh let's take a look and let's see if it uh because there's some terminologies in this i want to point out this is over 20 years ago there's some terminologies that had not been invented yet that are happening right now folks and they're telling us about it huh almost like it's planned let's let's listen to this one christy through gene editing why do such a thing and lie about it our own government your own government lies as a matter of course as a matter of policy the tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s henrietta Lacks. what are they trying to do that's the missing piece but it's not hard to imagine a government hiding hoarding technology for 70 years The government wouldn't dare hide technology, right, Jeff? <laughs> so my mistake, I wanted to play this clip second. So okay. I'm going to play the other one first, and then we'll continue this okay. one. This is the one I wanted to play. My apologies to the audience. Tad O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Just hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. So you say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? Wait, act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. But it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Remove the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay, so how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly, but in this instance used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon, the ability to depopulate the planet, to kill everyone but the chosen by tampering with their DNA. Tad well, CRISPR technology, letting the immune system stop working. Does this sound familiar? How did they know? Well, Jeff, I'm just going to say this. One of the reasons I probably, as a regular person, a regular mom, probably didn't watch the X-Files was because I didn't believe, you know, that sounds so yeah. out there, right? Like it just sounds like it just couldn't happen. So 
I, I usually like to watch things that are real or history, you know, that are, it's history as we once knew it. Right. So I wouldn't have watched this because it sounded like it was just too out there and such a lie. And like, you know, these theoretical things and little did we know they were telling us exactly what they were doing. Yeah, and uh, this this second clip that I wanted to play, and this is the last clip that I have uh, for today because it's uh, it's sobering, and it, it really is. Uh, now, I, I will say this before you watch, before we, because it, it's scary when you think of the implications of this. Um, not that I know, but I don't think this is for this year. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, I think that this is a couple years down the road, uh, but it's coming. And you're seeing the setup for it right now if you're paying attention. So this one is uh, two minutes and uh, 25 seconds or so. And uh, yeah, this one gets a bit scary, folks, uh, because if you're paying attention, you know this is reality. So back to the X-Files, Christy. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Our own government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent, or cruel, or efficient. By severe drought, brought on by weather wars, conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high-altitude electromagnetic waves. In a state of perpetual war, to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home. Well, tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. And the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. So the banks will freeze 
the money, and your money will disappear, and then there will be an electromagnetic pulse. An EMP weapon, weapon, ladies and gentlemen, means that nothing will work. Nothing electronic will work. Your cell phone certainly won't work. Your car won't work because the electronics in it are gone. If you have loved ones that live out of walking distance from you, how are you going to communicate with them? Right. So I want to say something to you, um, something that I am going to do. So there are wireless radios that have, you know, 30 mile range sort of thing, two and three way radios. Um, if your family's beyond that, um, you know, perhaps a ham radio. Uh, but you know, they call us tinfoil hat wearers for a reason. It's because I believe that tinfoil will work. And so there are certain things that you will want to have set aside in working condition, fresh batteries, everything else, um, and essentially in a like lead box or, you know, wrapped in tinfoil. Uh, for me, it's very important that, you know, I be able to talk to family members and coordinate because there's some distance between us. And so these are things for you to think about. Um, yeah, uh, nothing's going to work. What are you going to do? And, and, I'll, and I'm just going to extend this. So the reason why the borders are open and people are coming in from Afghanistan and from all these different countries around the world, well, 165 countries is what they're saying even on mainstream news right now. These people, uh, some of them are innocent, some are just good families, but there are a lot of people who are here on a mission and it's for uh, invasion through infiltration from the inside out. And you won't know it's coming and you can't coordinate with your neighbor to defend. You're on your own. It's isolation. So uh, it's really good to get plans together now and making a difference in your getting involved in your immediate community is more important than ever. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. When I got first got saved, the very first year I got saved, I had a vision of the banks doing this with our money. And, and it was real. And now, and, you know, God didn't tell me what year or anything like that. Now, and, and I was on record for, you know, almost 20 years saying this, and I really thought it was going to happen in 2019. But that was my speculation, myself forming things in my mind. Um, so I was wrong about the date. And by the way, that was before I was a podcaster. That's just with friends and family that I was talking to. I said, listen, I kind of think this is going to happen. And part, part of that was uh, was because it was the 70th year of Israel and, and things like that. But listen, when the lights go out, when you have no communications and there's food issues, this is when these people are going to be activated because it's going to look like 
it's American against American, Canadian against Canadian, but it's really uh, inspired by these people who have come in to the country to actually do this task. And uh, Christy just Christy just had an internet thing. She texted me, and she's going to be coming back on in a second. Um, but I'm telling you, this is. Uh, God has a plan. Uh, he's told us how this is going to end. Look, no one knows the date, but, you know, uh, I think there's been generations before us who uh, were sure they're in the end times. Uh, we're not the first ones. We might not be in the end times, but it seems that every time, every generation that thinks we're in the end times, there's more evidence uh, to it. And one of the things really that strongly sticks out to me is in the book of Revelation when it says that uh, during the wrath of God, the second half of what people are calling the tribulation, I call the second half the wrath of God. Uh, but during that time, it'll, it says that man will seek death, but will not be able to find it. And, uh, you know, they're trying to get this uh, immortality. They want to put a chip in people they want to upload your consciousness to the uh to the cloud or whatever they're going to call it uh beyond that but ladies and gentlemen there's never been a time in history when this stuff was possible and as i say when this emp goes off and they have emps that that's a fact uh when they go off this is when these people will be activated and Again, it's gonna. People are gonna think it's just neighbor against neighbor, but it's much worse than that. How did these people get into my neighborhood? Uh, they're. I'm confident they're making. I have no proof of this, but I'm confident that they're making plans and they're dividing into territories, and they're going to be going in. And if you think you live in a gated community and that's going to help you, uh, you're the you're the first target because they think you got a big fridge. Uh -huh. and, you know, this is uh some rough times folks and uh and by the way you know is uh standing at your doorstep with a shotgun uh you know shooting at anyone who wants to come in because they're uh, starving <clears throat> what decisions are we going to make you know how are we going to handle this and i believe that it's really important that we start to get mentally prepared for this and uh Oh, Christy is still here. She disappeared for a second, but there she is. So, Christy, I just gave a pretty, uh, you disappeared from part of it, but so I repeated one part so you could uh, understand at least the gist of what I'm saying. Uh, am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know everything Jeff just said, everybody, so... <laughs> But but no, he is he is right regarding getting together with your neighbors, making sure that you are planning because they have told us what they're what they're going to do. Um, Trump has told us that we're at war. Um, everything that I have heard on the back end is read the law of war manual. Uh, I am going to make an attempt to go over that, Jeff. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to get together some information on it. Um, because I'm hearing conflicting things um, and I want to make sure that I'm presenting the correct and most up-to-date version of the law of war. And I'm not finding that on our government sites. Um, 
and I'm hoping there's another out there that I'm being told is out there um, that maybe has a few new things in it um, that makes our law of war align with the Geneva Convention, because supposedly that's what's keeping us away from an actual civil war right now. Um, we know that things are going on in the state of Georgia with the elections. Um, Candace Taylor, who we did an amazing interview with her. So I, I, I encourage all of you to go back and listen to that interview. It's very confusing times for people everywhere. Uh, people don't know who to vote for. They're hearing mass media saying, you know, that, you know, Kemp is the only person that can beat Stacey Abrams because they don't want um, a non-establishment person to make it in um, by the grace of God. And I think maybe that's what's happened, Jeff, in some ways. Um, we're going to be hearing about some of that. Um, we are hearing, too, that um, the 2000 Mules group um, has massive amount of information coming out. Yes, <laughs> it's supposed to be make the 2000 Mules look diminutive, apparently. Yes, absolutely. So I'm trying to find out more information for us on that. Um, maybe we can interview someone from, you know, the inside um, to find out a little bit more information. But we are at war right now, guys. So, I mean, that's the most important thing that we realize is, you know, I know that everybody's everyday lives are continuing at this very moment. Um, but like Jeff said, make sure that you are prepared. Make sure that you you know, if you do have an older car, God bless you, you know, uh, make sure that you have gas, you know, in your storage containers um, that you could utilize because, I mean, that's going to be one of the first things and that you think wisely when it happens that you do think wisely about how you're going to use your food. You know, don't go to just eating regular meals. Like if, you know, something happens, you know, think about how am I going to space this food out for as long as possible? So pray and fast. Yeah, I was going to say fasting is something that we need to do regularly again. You know, and 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 I'm going to say, you know, you, you have to think about like, oh, you're not going to go out and do your normal exercises because you have to preserve your calories. It's the opposite of what we think of as Americans that, you know, there there is going to be a time that we have to think about these things very strategically. And I'm saying this now because I think you have to start thinking about like, what am I going to do if I only have the food in my cupboard right now? You know, so that way, if it happens, you're, you don't go into panic mode because panic mode is going to make you have a heart attack. It's going to make you be unhealthy. And the, the last thing we want to do is cause stress on our own bodies or on those people around us. And I just keep telling my family even those people who kind of don't believe, I just try to give them a little ounce of truth that maybe they wouldn't believed a year ago. And I say, listen, I just don't want you to have a heart attack. If some of these things happen, this is yeah. what I'm hearing. I just don't want you to have a heart attack. I want to make sure that you have plenty of food and Hey, you know, if they're, if they are living on land, I say, you know, make sure that you have seeds because you just might need them. Yeah. yeah, if you're able to start growing and things like that, that's something that you should definitely do. Um, one other really important point I want to make, and again, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but it's the real world that we're talking about. Uh, when I say be prepared with water, uh, you, if you if you can find a water source that's uh, walkable for you, that's good. A fresh water source. However, um, you know, a lot of people might be thinking, well, the water 
will still flow through my taps because it's pressure fed and you have to understand how the water system works like in towns there are water towers and the water is elevated for a reason because it pressurizes the pipes and it brings it down uh, to everyone's house but you have to remember that water is pumped up into the tower when the power goes out if the tower runs out of water you're out of water folks right and you know the other thing is you're not going to be able to get information so think about printing out instructions you know this is something i even need to do myself print out instructions jeff on some of the things that you're talking about of you know how to use the tin foil and um you know what you should actually do and just you know when it happens and i'm saying when because i truly believe that it's going to happen because they've been telling us for years and things like the x files and listen i get it i didn't watch the x files either because i didn't believe it i thought it was like all you know these scientific you know mythical things that are you know they're just talking and and you know at the time you know i'm sure that you know, I've passed by them and, you know, I knew that a lot of other people like them, but I thought, oh, this is like so unreal that I'm not even going to listen to this because it, it just doesn't even sound like that. And, and I, obviously a lot of people listen to it, but I truthfully believe that they kept shows like that on the air because they are required to tell us what they're going to do. It's all the CIA is behind it all. I'll call it what it is. There's enough yeah. evidence. I say that with confidence. Yeah. Listen, folks, we didn't want this uh, this show to be a bummer, but uh, we have to uh, report things as we see them. And I and I hope that the arrangements of clips uh, kind of made sense to you and why we put them all into one show and uh, you know did diverse topics because it's going back to the future. Uh, you have to go backwards to see what the future is. And uh, and I think you're seeing it. And by the way, the very first clip with the World Fairs and stuff like that, if anything, because uh, we do know the Tesla tech and stuff like that has been hidden. Uh, we do know that it is around. It's working. Uh, there's certainly enough evidence of that. And, you know, there's a battle between uh, <laughs> bad and evil and good and evil. Uh, the bad and evil is the, uh, well, they're both evil. It's the light side and the dark side, but then we have God's side uh, as well. And, you know, we know the plans of both the light side of the system, the dark side of the system, uh, but God doesn't show all his cards. And uh, there's always hope. And when you see some of these things, you know, I'd, I'd say there's always hope, but when uh, we look at things, if there's one thing I'm really starting to really uh, get concerned about is this whole thing, trust the plan, Christy, because it's keeping people from taking action. Yeah. And uh, you can't go back to normal life, folks. It's it's never going back to the way it was. And the other thing, too, Jeff, is, you know, like making these revivals, if you will, um, that are, you know, these freedom conferences and revivals. That's also a distraction, taking people away from planning. Um, and, and I'm not against gathering, okay? I, I, but you should gather locally with people that you know and trust, like Jeff was saying, and, yeah. and not be, you know, going across the country <clears throat> to a bunch of patriots, you know, um, gather locally, 
get to know your neighbors. Um, by the way, I want to apologize to um, a couple of a couple of my Liberty Stand listeners because I had to cancel on Friday because I was taking care of my neighbor who got robbed in our parking lot. So these kind of things, they're already starting to happen. And um, matter of fact, she was just trying to call me right now. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, she had no phone, no nothing. She was just kind of out there. And, you know, I thought this <laughs> how it's going to be, but it's not that way right now. So who's going to take Margie to get a phone? Who's going to help her cancel all of her cards? Who's going to use the, the technology against the robbers, right? So just so you guys know, even though they're, we're able to track, we were able to track her phone, I had to go out to the policeman and say, they're right here. Can't you just go get them? And he looked at me like I had three heads and I had to show them on the screen. I even had AT&T on the line willing to give him geo coordinates of her phone, even while it was off, if he would have just requested them. Yeah, they just don't want to put the time resource allocation towards something like that. Uh, they're just like screw you, you know, petty crime. Like, listen, they're not uh, they're not enforcing rape charges anymore. No, they're not. I, like, and I, honestly, rape, I rape is now legal, folks. Yeah. Uh, this whole world is upside down. We got to do a show on the Justice Department, but uh, uh, Christy, let's let's leave it there. But uh, before we go. Um, by the way, when we when we did that uh, show on Sunday and we said that we would talk to the very first people, that yeah. was so much fun. Uh, I want to make a regular wow. habit of it, so I'm only I can only do it a couple times a month. Uh, but first two people, are you in again, Christy? I'm in. I'm in. That first, was a lot of fun. First two people after this uh, show that sign up to My Liberty Stand. If you cannot have signed up before. Uh, if you're, this has to be for new people, uh, North America only. Uh, but if you do sign up, uh, it'll be either Christy or I that gives you a call. Uh, and if you're number three, you're probably going to serve better by one of your listeners. <laughs> Hello listeners. Shout out, I want to give a shout out, Jeff, to one of the people that I've talked with that made a huge impression. Foster. Do you have their permission to say their name? Uh, no, I'm not going to say their name, okay. but I'm going to say a handle fostered and not forgotten. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, I can't wait to talk to this person. Possibly not forgotten. So she is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Well, as most of our audience is, man, and I learned something from each one of you. And I and I just love connecting with the audience in that personal way that uh, you know, I get to hear a bit of their stories and and by the way, you know, when you put in things in the comments of these videos, that actually helps us to understand where you are and what you want to see more of. Uh, we do look at the comments. I, uh, I don't respond to all of them because usually I'm looking at them on my phone and uh, my phone has a small keyboard and I got pretty big hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, typing on my phone isn't ideal. Uh, but I, but I do read all of the comments uh, and uh, it, it's just a good thing. Make sure to hit that like button as well. I don't know how this rumble thing works as much. Flex. But it's a plus button. It looks like a, a plus button. A plus button. Yeah. Um, yeah. A rumble. I haven't figured out yet, to be honest, but uh, a lot of people seem to want to go there. We're also on Odyssey. We're on, you know, a lot of other, uh, what's it? D live, Tumblr, Twitch, 
uh, we're video streaming to all of them. And then on audio, we're on about 20 different platforms, including all of the big ones. Uh, so there's lots of ways for you to catch the show. Uh, we appreciate it if you share it because a lot of people haven't found us yet. Uh, and they think that we're off of YouTube because quite honestly, we got two strikes in a row and we were off YouTube for a month. And, uh, and now they're banning our, like they've just, they're hiding our channel. So I, I just only put up ministry stuff and, you know, and it, by, by the way, when they took down the channel, Christy, it was only ministry stuff that was up before. That's hilarious. So. But you know, what's funny is I think I've seen some of your old videos on other YouTube channels and I don't know how those channels have managed to stay up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So people are reposting our yeah. videos all over the place and eh, listen, I, I get the word out. That's, uh, that's the way I see it. So. Anyways, uh, yeah, by the way, you could take a clip and post it. I don't care. Just, uh, you know, share it with someone that needs to wake up and needs to understand what's going on in the world. That's what we ask. It's not about us all hoarding this information to ourselves. We need to wake up the rest of the world, and that's going to make the difference. And uh, tell people about Christ as well. Final thought, Christy? I just encourage everybody to get ready, be prepared, get to know your neighbors, make it a point to get to know at least two or three of your neighbors and share this video with them because if nothing will wake them up, hopefully this will help. Yeah, and we'll see you on Thursday when we have Penny back. By request, by the way, a lot of people wanted to know and they want to know Penny's story. We'll get to that, but right now uh, we're going to focus on uh, Megan Walsh who's lost her five-day-old baby uh it's disgusting watch the video it's going to be on uh, patriots perspective telegram channel and also on the right on radio main channel christian's going to post it there as well uh so until next time remember love your god love your family love your neighbor as yourself and christy make a difference in your community <laughs>